that time again. How's it going, Eric? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited that we're going to talk about hope today. Me as well. I was trying to figure out like what's the best way into this conversation. And I came across this Mary Oliver poem that I thought I would share and we could kind of use that to get into it a little bit. I'd love that. Still, what I want in my life is to be willing, to be dazzled, to cast aside the weight of facts and maybe even float a little above this difficult world. I want to believe I am looking into the white fire of a great mystery. I want to believe that the imperfections are nothing, that the light is everything, that it is more than the sum of each flawed blossom rising and falling, and I do. That's from Mary Oliver's House of Light. I love it. You are good at finding poems that support the theme Well, I love language, and I think there's no incorrect way to speak about hope because it's so critical, particularly in the context of talking about facing mental health challenges, and certainly in the world we live in today, particularly when you're dealing with a challenge. Hope is probably the last thing in your mind. I was wondering if maybe you can share a little bit about where do you get your hope And where do you look for it when you don't have it in the moment? I view hope in what I think to be a unique manner. The harder things get, the the more hope I have, which tends to run counter to what you just said. And partly I think it comes from past experiences, which has brought about a sense of resilience. It's a part of how we grew up overseas. I come from a continent in Africa where we felt as though hope is all that we could rely upon so we could dream out of where we were. And I'll have to be honest to admit that I was a bit more privileged than some of my peers. But there's a sense of apathy attached to it in that a population may not be doing very well in a corrupt government. And in lieu of seeing what you thought you would see, which is a rebellion, culture would say oh, we are going to be fine. We have hope. And it's a very, 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 very uh, common concept. Attached here in this country, much like also it is back in Africa, religion makes you go, it's going to be okay. We have hope. I think it's hard for me to dissociate myself from that kind of thinking where things are going to be okay. It's such an important and well-embedded cultural concept that I associate with So where do I get mine from? It comes from past experiences. It comes from resilience. It comes from my mom that spoke of it quite often. Um, How about you? I guess there's a part of me that's kind of hardwired for optimism. So I'm always seeing kind of silver linings. And I think that is connected to hope. It's creating order out of chaos in my brain. That is something that I just naturally do. And so I think that's part of where my hope comes from, like looking for the sense of a situation, a dialogue, an argument, an accident, a tragedy. Somewhere in there is something, no matter how nonsensical, unfair, hard something may seem, there is always the flip side for me of hope that something will come from this. Some medicine will come from what seems like poison. And when I can't get there, that's when I have to look to art, poetry, music. Those are the tools that help me access it when I'm not getting there on my own. I have a question for you. 
in writing my notes last night, I wrote down a sentence I want to bring up. And it's, when does hope hit a wall called delusion? When do you have a sober enough mind to go, this is no longer hope? Because I'm wired in a way where I think I've relied a great deal on hope. Because I ask myself, would I have survived this if I didn't have hope? Or did this linger longer than it should have because I had hope? Yeah, that's a great question because surely there's a line at which you've crossed over from one into the other. And it's, but I think most likely none of us knows when you get there, right? Like, am I deluding myself thinking X, Y, Z, whatever the end of that hope fueled dream may be? I guess the obvious things that come to mind for me in terms of like the tipping point are it, it tips over into delusion when there is a possibility of continuing in that hope fueled place is bordering on endangering myself or others. If I keep on believing whatever is at the end of that thing that you're filled with hope for, if you get into a place where that belief is hurting you or hurting somebody else, that's when you're probably rubbing up against delusion. Okay. Did you have a thought as to where that is, where the rubber meets the road, so to speak? You know, I don't know, because you hear very successful entrepreneurs who would say to you, I haven't given up because I had hope. And you have those who we could say to them, you give up too early. And what to me it says is we forget to give luck enough credit. What do you think inspires hope? If I were to personalize this particular conversation, I'd say that certain individuals give me hope. Mother Teresa gives me hope. MLK gives me hope. Barack Obama gives me a huge amount of hope because he's a more recent figure. You give me hope. Oh, thanks. And wow, do I feel special being mentioned in the same uh, paragraph as those incredible... <laughs> you got up off the kitchen floor many times. That's hope. Thank you. And I think that friends can be a great source of hope. And that has certainly been the case in my life because I couldn't have gotten up off the kitchen floor without them in many a time. It goes back to your question. Where do you get hope from? I see hope in you and I've known that you have hope in yourself because you got up the kitchen floor. And it gives me hope if we were to take it farther. Survivors have hope. Yeah, because you can't really survive without some semblance of hope. Otherwise, why would you keep going? Do you ever read um, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning? It's an incredible book, and it's it's a short read, but the whole story of his journey is unbelievable. This concept of hope is part of what keeps him alive throughout his experience. It is one of the defining things, I think, of human beings is our ability to tap into hope for survival. Hope keeps us going in, in the worst of times and in the best of times. If we think of survival as being attached to hope, one could further assume that the more you need to survive, the more hope you need, which would mean that your life has been disproportionately affected, more than others at, at least. This topic is so important because life is uneasy, what is for most of us. So what tools do you have to have to make it? Hope is surely one of the tools and an ability to find hope when you don't have anything else. That's a life skill we should teach kids as soon as they're old enough to understand. When you have hope, which we know now you need hope to survive, hope needs faith to survive. In its most simplistic form, I would say that hope is faith with little sibling. The 
For faith, though, I think faith is believing in something without seeing it and trusting that it is going to manifest in your best interest. And I think the the difference between the two may seem subtle, but, you know, hope is secular. Fair enough. But they're for sure related. So my mom, who is a well of inspiration for me, oftentimes when I would, I wouldn't sound as confident or I would sound a bit defeated. One of her go-tos would be in French, have faith. And if you take me outside of this particular conversation, I can't help but go global because I can seem to dissociate faith with socioeconomic levels and happiness and odds of surviving in certain places in the world. And things that go along the lines of, when does hope no longer become a viable option? And faith kicks in and says, we're going to get there. Trust. I think this is better said. Faith is able to fuel hope. Faith is what says to hope, keep on going. You know how I said earlier that there was a familial rapport between them being siblings? What I really meant by older for faith, it meant faith is able to empower hope. Faith is what makes hope go, I still believe. And not in the context of defying anything, God's religion, none of that. Though it does go into the equation in in other conversations. But in this one, I wanted to be able to confine it. Well, you know, I mean, I would hope that it is limitless because it is something that we all can access no matter where we are on this planet. I believe that hope is accessible somehow, some way to us all. And I think that's part of what makes us human. And when we lose that, it makes us feel quite a bit less so. You know, I love hearing about the inspirations for hope. And Viktor Frankl is somebody whose work is some place where I've gained hope in dark times and in regular times. Um, I also remember the first time I went to Burning Man, I had a moment where a stranger came and sat next to me and he said, are you okay? And I said, Yeah, I am. I I had been feeling quite contemplative that morning and was just like overwhelmed with feelings of like, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend and I wish he was here with me. Like not even just being in the moment of enjoying what I was enjoying, right? So when the stranger approached me and said, you know, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'm just feeling quite alone right now. And, you know, didn't even get into the story of why or what, but he in that moment, decided to share a deeply touching moment where basically in five minutes told me of a story of his journey on going to see Victoria Falls and some great awakening he had and and realizing in his experience that, you know, we are all born alone, we die alone, but who we get to walk with along the way, these are gifts that come to us. And there were so many things in this like truly five minutes or less exchange that moved me so that by the time he finished talking, we were both crying and hugging. And it was that unbelievable brief exchange that I was so overwhelmed with hope and joy and just like that this stranger just, and to give me a little bit of hope. It was so random and so beautiful. Are you in touch with that person or not? We never saw each other again. Wow. Well, this has been a, a good one, I think. 
Um, I, love these, we I love these conversations. Hope is indispensable. Hope is a must. It's reachable, I should say. But beyond that, it, it's a must-have. And I can help but associate that with where you are in the world, how you are, who you are, what you were told you are. Unfortunately so, because of the stratification that exists in the world. And what I wish is that the less you've had, call it abundance, whatever you want, that whatever you hope can materialize into what you end up wanting. That's what I've learned today. The harder a life you've had, the more disenfranchised you've been, the more pain you've gone through. I hope that you get what you want. This conversation is making me, is, is, bringing, is bringing in me such a high degree of empathy because it's making me realize that, that so many of us aren't as privileged as I know I am, right? And the notion of hope took me into a, well, if you hope that much, what do you want? What do you hope for? And as a humble you know, person here who, whose wishes may not even mean much, beyond it being an important part of life, I would want those people to hope for whatever they are hoping for to get it. Yeah, I guess I've learned a lot about hope from observing and interacting with people who I couldn't imagine where their hope came from, and yet they had it. So I think of children in a developing nation begging for pennies or candy. That's their living. That's how they make a living. And yet they're full of so much hope if you talk to them. Well, this was good. Um, thank you, Clotilde. Thank you for pushing the envelope. Thank you for opening new routes. Thank you for challenging some of my thoughts. Thank you for everything. Thank you. I love these conversations. And I